Key Biscayne Stories collects the history of our beautiful island. This is your host, Alejandro Cervalli, and I am a certified key rat for many, many years and counting. Join me and you will get to know your neighbors and their love for this slice of paradise we call home. So stay tuned, relax, and enjoy these great Key Biscayne Stories. All right, welcome to another episode of Key Biscayne Stories. Today we have two Key Biscayne residents, very exciting. We have Ines Lozano, right, and Carolina Rajen. Right, did I get the name right? Good. Correct. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alejandro, oh, for no, having my, us here. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. Here we're, we're going to talk about a little bit about your background. I know there's two of you. And then we're going to also talk about Fly High for Haiti, which is a nonprofit that fully sponsors a school in Haiti and has other projects, which we're going to learn about today in this podcast. So, so Carolina, Inez, welcome to the show. How are mm-hmm. you ladies thank, doing? Thank you, Alejandro. Thank you again for thank having you, Alejandro, us. Alejandro, for having us. Oh, my mm-hmm. pleasure. Ines, why don't we start with you a little bit? Where are you originally from? What's your background? What got you to the key? Sure, sure. I am, well, originally I'm from Spain, but I've been uh, in Miami for 28 years and 24 in Key Biscayne, so a long time. And nice. um, I um, have been an educator, a principal for 25 years, but I also um, founded a school, a nonprofit, um, Sorry. Huh? This is <laughs> Yeah, you want yeah, you wanna you wanna hold on. So Ines, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Where are you originally from? What got you to the key? Sure. Um well I am from Spain. Um, but I have been in the key for 24 years. Of course, this is an island paradise. Mm-hmm. And um I came here for two years and here we are. 24 years after. <laughs> um, I am an educator. I have been a principal for 25 years, but I also founded a nonprofit called Flying High for Haiti. What, what got you into education? Uh, well, I have always been interested in, um, in helping kids uh, reach their full potential. And it's something that since I was uh, small, I wanted to be a teacher. So I was, and then I became a principal. Um, I was a principal of a school in Wynwood that was called Metropolitan International School of Miami. Um, yes. Is that where we met? Is that the yes, first time that we met, right? Yes. Yeah, because I, I was like, I mean, I've seen you before, for sure from the key maybe, but when we actually met, met was at the Metropolitan School when it was, when it was the Met. I was, teaching, I was teaching martial arts there. And you were a great teacher, Alejandro. <laughs> really, thank you. Because sometimes I, it was so hard to get the attention of the kids. I felt I, I, I you know, it's not something that I did on a regular, so I wasn't fully sure. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was a short time though. But my friend Carlos, who taught tennis, was the one who who introduced right. me to you guys and gave me an opportunity to do some martial arts there for a little bit. But it was great. So Carolina, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where are you originally from? What's your background? What, what got you to the key? Yes, I'm originally from, from Peru. I came to the key with my family over 30 years ago. Uh, my professional background was in business and engineering. And I put a pause to that uh, when I got married and have kids. I, I stayed at home. And after a lot of years, now that they're a little bit grown up, 
I wanted to go back to, to work and I have started a second career on education. I'm a science teacher at St. Agnes Academy here in Kibiscane right now. And so now, so not because you mentioned you're from Peru, I'm from Peru too. Oh, really? I didn't I, know that, Alejandro. I was born in Peru in Lima and yeah. I came when I was 10 years old to Kibiscane. Okay. Yeah. Are you where are you everybody? I want to say where are you from in Peru, but everybody's from Lima because Lima is like the first largest city out of like two. So yes, it's a very concentrated country. I have met a couple of people here in Kibiscane that are from the north. So yes, oh. there are some that are from Lima, but I am from Lima also. Yes. Yeah. How is how is your Peruvian cuisine? Am I my Peruvian, I don't cook anything. Like yeah, my but, poor family, uh, they have to put up with me. But we love fine. Peruvian cuisine. And whenever we have a chance to, to eat it, we do. And when we go back to Peru, uh, we, we love it. It's amazing. Do you have a favorite Peruvian restaurant in Miami? Um, <laughs> yes, the one in downtown. Ceviche 105. Okay, so yeah, each one one. Okay, that's very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five or three or five. It's yeah, one or five, I think. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So, fly high for Haiti. Both of you ladies are doing this together. Did you guys start at the same time? Was this like how did how did it start? Okay, so Alejandro, um, about thirteen years ago, just uh -huh. three weeks before the um, powerful earthquake, uh, it was magnitude seven. Mm. Um, I believe, killed 300,000 people. So three weeks before that earthquake, I went to, to Haiti with my family. My son was then 12. And uh, oh. we went to visit a um, microcredit project to help women in extreme poverty. And I was struck by the level of poverty that existed only one hour and a half flight from Miami. We went to malnutrition centers where they were measuring the upper arms of the kids. And if the, the measurement indicated the red, those kids were about to, to die. So um, I couldn't leave there and not then think that I was going to do something. And three weeks after the earthquake happened and immediately I thought, okay, now I have to think of something and I research and I went um, online and then I came across this, um, this island in the south that um, it had a school and the school was about to be closed for lack of funding. As an educator, I decided that I wanted to, to help the school. So I went to the island. Uh, it's a beautiful island in the south of Haiti called Ilavash. And I fell in love with the community and I fell in love with the kids of the school. And I decided then, it was like 13 years ago, that I wanted to, to do something for the school and sponsor the school. We don't have a nonprofit at the time, but of course, after two years, um, we, I couldn't do it by myself. So uh, I decided to create Flying High for Haiti. And the school at the time helped me a lot with fundraisers, but Slowly and surely, the Flying Hack for Haiti organization has grown. And now I have great volunteers. And one of them is Carolina. She's also part of the board of Flying Hack for Haiti. 
And um, we have done a lot. We are doing a lot in the south of Haiti. For, for how long have you been doing this? You mentioned it's two years after you, you, you became more formal, right? But how long has you been running it for? Uh, 13 years. 13 years. Okay. So what prompted you to go to Haiti? Why Haiti? Um, I had a friend that was a director of the main pediatric hospital in Port-au-Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Pilar Silverman. Actually, she is also a Key Biscayne resident. And um, so she invited me to go and see the protest that they had. Um, it was called Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. It's a pediatric hospital that um, has capacity for a thousand kids. Mm. Uh, so I went there and, and I visited the project, and but I was uh, struck by the level of poverty that existed only one hour and a half away from Miami. So that's when I decided that I wanted to, to help out in the best way I could. And as an educator, I thought, okay, I would like to help in education. That's, it's, it's, it's incredible, you know, I guess what, what we can find in other countries so close, you know, but um, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think it's great what you guys are doing. And Carolina, how did you jump on the, on the bandwagon to, to help fly high for Haiti? It was basically a little bit by accident. Uh, a friend of mine called me one day and said, hey, I'm going to help this organization. I have met the founder. I really like her. Would you like to come with me and help out? They're having a function this na- tonight. They need some volunteers. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll go with you. And it was, um, it was in, the, in an art gallery in, um, in Midtown, right, Ines? I don't remember yes. exactly where it was, but it was the first time that I went with my, my friend. And I just fell in love with um, the passion and dedication of Ines and, and the project itself. I started researching a little bit more about Flying High for Haiti and um, Anila Bash. And it struck me that similarities between Ilavash and Key Biscayne. They're about the same size. They have about the same number of residents. Oh. And, um, and it was incredible to me how Ines had started that from zero. And so I just joined. I, I started meeting with her, offering my help. And now I have to say that I'm so proud to be part of this effort. We don't hire people. The group that we have working for Flying High for Haiti were all volunteers. And in a way we have become, we have become a family, all of us. We're a very close group. And the one thing I would like the most right now is to be able to go to Ilavash because of, because of COVID. I never got to visit. And that's what I would like to, my main purpose would be to go take my kids. I want them to go there, see what's happening. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it in, in a couple of years, maybe next year. That's awesome. I mean, being able to take the family, I'm sure it's going to be very educational for, for everyone and a great experience overall. Yes. Being able to go somewhere and, and help people, it, it's very, it's very, what's what I'm looking for? Very, very yeah. wholesome experience. Exactly. Alejandro, uh, in the past, we have um, taken a lot of high schoolers, um, a lot from Mast Academy. Actually, there's a group of around 50 kids that, um, I mean, high schoolers, teenagers that I took to, to Haiti uh, to do community service. And um, 
they are a very close group now um, because that experience there was a before and after, of course, and they have done amazing things after as well to help the, the organization. Um, really, it puts them in um, perspective and to go to a right to an island that there's no water and no electricity <laughs> coming from Kibiskane, right? Yeah. So, um, but at the same time, they find so, so many similarities with the teenagers there. And they actually have many, many friends and they play soccer and, and they, you know, they fly kites um, and they do a lot of projects there. They, they bring a lot of donations or um, supplies for the school or soccer gear. There's always a, a match between the teenagers from the island and, and the teenagers from Miami. And I have to say that the Haitians always win. <laughs> it was once that it was a tie. But it, it, it was so, uh, for me, it was very rewarding to see what these kids were able to, to achieve and do. And, um, and what the, the comments after, because there's a before and after. After that experience, they have done really amazing things um, in, in, in their lives. To if help I, out. If I can add something, um, mm -hmm. for the website, we started contacting these teenagers and asking them, could you please create a testimonial talking about what flying high for Haiti means to you? And, and, and it was incredible how the kids that went there it, they mentioned that this had been a life-changing experience for them. So it's interesting how the benefit of this organization was not only for the kids in Ilavash, but also for the kids from here that went there and, and you know, were in contact with the reality there. So, it, which I haven't been able to do, and I am so, so sad because I'm really dying to go. <laughs> you will, Carolina, you will. Hopefully I will. <laughs> In time, in time. For the kids, it's always good to do these things. I mean, that, that I had in, in St. Agnes, there's a, there, well, from my last pre-pandemic knowledge, there used to be a medical mission to Central America. Kids would go, wonderful experience, educational. I mean, it's, it's, it's always great. So I, I don't know a lot about um, Haiti itself and what, what's happened. I do know that it, some natural disasters have hit Haiti especially the, the tsunami one was crazy a long time ago. But how has uh, um, the Fly High for Haiti participated in that? You mentioned pre-podcast, pre you were telling me how you guys had participated. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, it was actually, it was not a tsunami, it was an earthquake oh. in um, 2010. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then, okay, and six, um, six years ago, uh, I don't know if you remember Hurricane Matthew mm. um, hit the south of Haiti. Okay. And in the island of Ilavage, um, 80% of homes were destroyed. So Flying Havo Haiti helped out in the rebuilding um, using local um, labor and local materials because we believe in promoting and helping the economy. Uh, instead of bringing things from outside, you know hire there, buy there, is much better for, for the community. Um, so we rebuilt and fixed 60 homes of the island, of two areas of the islands. And um, we also brought a lot of uh, supplies, relief supplies, um, soon after. And it was um, thanks to the community of, of Kibiskane. 
six years after now in August, earthquake 7.2 magnitude hit the south of Haiti again. So um, immediately, I always believe in, in going there myself. I did um, six years ago and I did it in August immediately to really assess the situation. It's much better that if you are there than if people tell you from there, from far um, behind. So I went there and I says, and I saw that 70% um, of schools were destroyed in the South of Haiti. Mm. And I went to a school that was called, um, that is called St. Michael, the Charpentier. And this school had 700 kids. And, um, and the school was completely flat. So I met with the principal and the principal told me, please help us um, with tents or whatever you, you can help us with in order for the kids to start the school and have some sense of normalcy. Because imagine not having a school and many of them not having a home mm. is terrible. So school is everything for them. So I came to Miami, I spoke with um, the, the Kibiscane Rotary Club, I'm a, a Rotarian myself, and, um, and they immediately were very proactive and they help us, and as well other clubs, Kibiscane, um, besides Kibiscane, other clubs, Rotary Clubs, to raise the money to buy tents, large tents for these schools so the kids could, could start um, a school right away. So I'm very, very, very grateful um, to the community and to the Rotarians. Carolina, you want to add? I just want to mention that the, the speed of response here in Kibiscane after this earthquake was amazing. People wanted to help. Everybody started moving. We received help from the Golden Hog, Novecento, eh, Pat and Pat, businesses in the island, eh, persons wanting to donate whatever was needed, if it was medicine or if it was food. And having Ines going there and being able to communicate this to the community, I think it gives an additional sense of security that the, that the goods are going to reach the right place, that they're not going to get lost on the way. Um, it was, it was, a, very, it was a, a very good experience witnessing this outpour of help and support for the people in Haiti. That's awesome. I've, I've also heard very similar stories about how Kibiscane is, is very good at, at supporting initiatives like this. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be able to be part of a community that, that, that has that ability to, to jump on, 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 on when the need arises. So that's awesome uh, that you guys have also have a similar story. Right. Yeah, six years ago, we, um, I remember that uh, we had different uh, centers in, in Kibiscane, different stores where we had um, donations being dropped. And we were able to send 300 boxes to Ilavash. Yeah. So it was really amazing. Filled with school supplies? No, no, no. This was after the hurricane. Okay. So it was, um, it was water, canned food, etc. Going back to the school that you guys are sponsoring, you know, what, what are some of the projects that you guys have there? Sure. Well, the school has 135 um, students. And um, I mean, we fully sponsor the school. The school mm -hmm. has 11 teachers, an art teacher, an English teacher. Um, and the families, they don't have to pay anything. And there are very few 
public schools in Haiti. And families cannot afford the private tuition of these private schools, even if it's you know $50 a year. So, but this is um, total free tuition. And we just um, finished a project called the Kai Project. Um, it's an art center and a library. The library was done in collaboration with Taylor Moxie Foundation. Um, and so these kids now can have art classes uh, on a daily basis. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's so important because art, art therapy, as uh, everyone knows, is very important in, in cases where, where kids um, have been um, in a trauma. It's a, a great way for them to express themselves, right? Um, besides that, we want to build a kitchen and to provide hot meals for the, for the kids on a regular basis. So that's on another project that um, we are working on and we hope we can uh, achieve it this, this year. Um, also, the, the water is a, is a big problem. Um, there are very few wells in the island. So we are distributing water filters. Um, Sawyer, the company Sawyer, uh, donated a thousand water filters to Flying High for Haiti. And these water filters are amazing. They can last for 10 years. These are the packet water filters. So they collect the rainwater and, oh. um, and then there is some, yes, um, the, the water filter and it's, um, and it's amazing. No? So they can provide um, potable water for, for decades. Um, yes. So, so the water filter itself is, 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 it, is it like attached to the house? And you collect the rainwater and then it filters like no, in a basin? They or? collect the, the rainwater in the house and then they put the water in the water filter in the, sorry. Let me ask it again. Then. So can, can you guys, actually no, let me have more, more space between my words. So it's easier Porque to cut. I, I, Se, se, se colecta el agua ¿no? con unos pipes yeah. y des, en, en cubos y después en los cubos se pone el, el filtro y así es como se... El water, el water filter es un filtro portátil y Ajá. no es muy grande, es pequeño. Es pequeñito. Es una botella grande de agua, digamos. Okay. Un poco más grande, ¿no? Pero Ajá. es portátil y, y, este, y es para que pongas el agua que has recogido. So can you guys explain a little more the water filter? It's, you, you mentioned collecting rainwater and then that the water filter separate attached to that. How does that work? How does that water filter work? Uh, the water filter is a portable, uh, small water filter that uh, you can use at any moment. Uh, you put water in the filter and you get clean water out of it. Usually in Ilavash, what they do is they collect rainwater now, you know that if you leave the rainwater, you won't be able to drink it after a few days. You need to filter it. There, there's going to be bacteria in it. So what they're doing is they're receiving these water filters. They're using the water that they collected from the rain and they're cleaning this water and making it potable. So that's, so that's how they work. The, the water filter is not expensive at all. 
with a contribution of $21, a person can provide a water filter for a family in Hilabash. We have received a lot of contributions uh, here in, in through Flying High for Haiti and um, donations. I think Ines, you already mentioned this, a donation from Sawyer of a thousand water filters. So that was the initial donation and we have continued to be able to um, provide more water filters to the families. That's awesome that for $21, you can provide a family with a simple way to clean rainwater and have available water, which is so hard. It's so, it's so comfortable for us to just turn the, the faucet, right. right? Oh, I have, to, I have to point out our guest. We have a third guest, Ines, who's that little cat that just walked over to the door. I... Oh, yes. She's Missy. <laughs> there she is. Who <laughs> would be next to me, sitting next to us. That's awesome. We'll look forward to that. Mm -hmm. So fundraising. Fundraising is always key for nonprofits. So what are some of these fundraising initiatives you guys are doing? How can people also contribute? It's also very important to know. We know about the $21 can, we can get water to a, to a family, a water filter to a family. Um, so fundraising, how does that look like for you guys? So the first, the biggest fundraiser that we have is the Brazilian night. And it's also sponsored by the Kibisken Rotary Club. And it's really a fun event with um, caipirinhas and churrasco from Churrasco de Brazil and a lot of dancing. Um, but um, at the same time, this will help us to continue to support the education in Haiti. So I invited the whole community of Kibiscane to, to come to this event, 25th of February at 7, 7 p.m. Carolina, you want to add yes. something? It's a super fun event. Um, last year we couldn't have it because of COVID. So this year we are very enthusiastic to have it again. And it's at the beach club. It's a lot of fun, very informal. Um, people that you know, you run into people from the key. It's a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. And as Ines mentioned, it's one of our biggest events of the year. Besides that, we also receive donations from uh, donors through our website, uh, flyinghighforhaiti.org. Um, and we have different events throughout the year. Some of the, we, we like to get very creative. Last year during COVID, we had an online event called Week of Wellness because we couldn't get together. So that was our event last year. And this year, um, what do we have? What else do we have in Est for this year? We have something else. Okay, I got, I'm drawing a blank. You need to cut this. I need to cut this. Because <laughs> we were doing good. Else and then I forgot what I wanted to mention. <laughs> I'll try my best. I can so, ask. Uh, we're mentioning Brazilian night, donations in the website. Right. There's something else, Ines. Hay algo más? Well, I mentioned the week of wellness of last year, but uh, there's. Ah, sí. Um, bueno. The cartucheras, the cartucheras, sí, de los de los high schoolers, sí, sí, okay. sí. That's what okay. I wanted to mention. Sorry. Yeah, so, that, so, so yeah. Four things. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna create a space here, Alejandro, for you when you're editing. You're creating space. It's creating space. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> but Ines okay. had already talked about Brazilian night. Yes, you know? which is fine which is okay. fine i'll just ask a question so pre-podcast pre, pre pre-podcast 
we you mentioned also the cartucheras, which are in Spanish for a little bag with school supplies. At least in Peru, that's how we call it cartuchera. But what is a cartuchera for you guys? What is that? It's another fundraising tool. What is that? It, the, the project of the cartucheras started because we wanted to provide the kids in Ilavash with uh, basic school supplies. Okay. Uh, pencils and pens, and for each of them to have their own cartuchera, which they're going to value more than life. They're going to love to have their cartuchera with their school supplies. So we started thinking about it and say, what would be the best way to do this? And we said, let's involve students from here, from Miami. Students from Miami are going to be in charge of this project. We already have two schools that are going to be doing this project. So they're presenting the project to the students and saying, uh, you need to complete five cartucheras to be sent to uh, the kids in Ilavash. We're launching this project in the next one or two months. And it's going to be a great opportunity for students here in Miami to give something tangible to the kids in Ilavash. We would like to, we would love to have videos of the reaction of the kids of Ilavash, cool. thanking the students here in Miami for this. It's going to be a very cute project. Uh, I hope everyone can participate or donate to have more cartucheras for more kids in Ilavash. I like that. I think it'll be a great, great um, opportunity to have kids here make the baggies, make the, how do you call them? Cartucheras. Cartucheras. <laughs> but in, in English, it would be, it would pencil be box. a pencil box filled with school supplies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I think it'll be great. I think it's great. It's like almost like a sister city relationship projects. Correct. If I was still doing international for the city, this would be a great great thing to do <laughs> but awesome i like that so we have brazilian night coming up in february 25th at the at the, at the beach, the club. beach club at the, the beach, beach club, club. at mm -hmm. seven right mm -hmm. at seven right and it's going to be a, a evening full of brazilian type fun caipirinhas food and dancing and we have the the water filters which are cool the cartucheras the pencil boxes and of course it just donations through the website for sure. Correct. Awesome. 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 This has been wonderful to learn about the Fly High for Haiti project where you guys are running here from the key. And uh, before we finish, before we close, I always like to talk about a little bit more about Kiwi Skane. So my question is, what is a perfect weekend for you in the key? Ines, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, the beach, going and walk at the beach, going to the lighthouse, come back and, and Beautiful. of course, beach. <laughs> That's a perfect weekend for me to be it's at the be beach. It's beautiful. And I don't get better than that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And these days, we are, we are so lucky. We are so lucky. We don't know how lucky we are, actually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree, especially now with these nights that the and a night walk. It's beautiful sky when it's clear and the moon is out. So, mm -hmm. Carolina, how about you? What is a good weekend? What is a perfect weekend for you in the key? My perfect weekend in the key. I think it's the, what I do every weekend. I just spend time with my family. I walk my dog. We go to the dog park. I ride a bike. I go out with my husband riding a bike. I visit my family. We have dinner together on Sunday, uh, Sunday nights. 
and it might sound very boring, but that's what I do every weekend, and that's what I love doing. It's not boring to me. <laughs> Staying in the key is 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 like the best. So awesome all right ladies thank you so much for jumping on the show and telling us all about fly high for haiti and we'll stay in touch and if anyone listening is interested please uh, check the show notes uh, so you can learn more and connect with fly high for haiti so thank, thank you ladies. You, thank you alejandro thank you